Welcome back to the Be Somebody podcast. In this week's episode, we talk about cars, screenwriting, my latest fashion collection, and more. Enjoy. Somebody podcast, be somebody billions. My name is Amadeo, and my name is Enrique. <laughs> wow, what's the wow? What's the wow? The wow is every day. <laughs> <laughs> okay, <laughs> be somebody boys are matching. If you're on YouTube, be somebody you can, boys, you can check this out. Uh, this was I didn't plan this. Did you plan this? No, I didn't plan this. We look at this. That's just like the kind of chemistry that we got, you know? <laughs> Green t-shirts and, de- and denim pants. Green t-shirts and light blue denim jeans. We look pretty, pretty damn good. Damn, we look like we're in a boy band. And we are. <laughs> in a boy band. We're also... New yeah. single coming out next week. On Be Somebody Plus. Be Somebody Plus. <laughs> Check it out there. <laughs> All right, y'all, welcome back. This is another episode of the Be Somebody Podcast. Episode 20... I have no idea. Three. Maybe. No, <laughs> episode, <laughs> episode 24, 24, 24 of these, bro. If yeah. we would have been consistent, we would have already been at like maybe 50 or more. But honestly, you know what? I'm glad that we are where we are. And yeah. I think we are where we are for a reason. We are who we are. We are who we are for a reason as well. And I love how it's kind of progressed, you know, over the couple of years yeah. we've done this. Like, yes, we've been. I like the inconsistency. You know, Inconsist- it's like, yeah, the inconsistency. It's just I feel like it was necessary for us to develop naturally as people and like what we're doing in life. And in return, I think it's greater value towards the podcast. Yeah, I agree. Like, we're doing what we're doing now because of like the work. Because that we yeah, put in. is that because of the hiatus? I mean, yeah. we didn't take a hiatus for no reason. Yeah, you know, it was just like I'm. I'm lazy we're not doing it yeah maybe like sometimes it yeah, like yeah, yeah 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 sometimes but most of the time it was okay yeah you're on a project you can't meet up i'm i don't know doing something else i can't meet up either. yeah and so i do agree with that but it's also i think like we needed some time apart from this to create value and now we are able to kind of extend that value by being consistent with y'all committed to the consistency with y'all so that you can keep along with our journeys yeah that's kind of like been the entire point of everything and also you know for us to look back i don't know how many times we've said that at this point but (laughs) it's true it remains true it will always be true and i can't wait to show this to my to my kids let's be like that's your that's your uncle (laughs) (laughs) isn't that crazy though how like We've advanced technology because I look back to like my parents and like the small amount of like tangible, you know, things are it records of their childhood or like teenage years mm-hmm. where it's like maybe like a few pictures when they were kids. I'm talking yeah. about like two or three. And then like, yeah. and then the next one is like when he was like 19. <laughs> and like the. the <laughs> <laughs> from from ages three to, to he didn't nineteen, take, he didn't take no. any pictures for sixteen <laughs> years. All right, he was like, no, no. He's like, I'll pass. We're not doing it. All right. But isn't that crazy? Though? Like we're like the generation we're living in. Like 
the generations to come will have such a vast amount of knowledge from their prior lineage and ancestors like yeah. no other time. I mean, I like that. Like, I'm going to... I want to look back on this. Like, I really, I really do hope that this remains a record. Like, the internet is a thing in 50 years and we can look back on this shit. The internet just disappears. And on it's it. just like, oh, look, there's me when I was young and supple. Young and supple. <laughs> when it hasn't I'm gone old downhill. Old and hardened. You know, but my week, you know, since the last episode that we recorded. Oh yeah, we're back now. We're back. Yeah, yeah we're back in person. Yeah, no, yeah, I just noticed that as yeah. well. Yeah, no more of a remote. No more uh, COVID. No more of a remote setup. No more COVID either. We both tested negative. Yeah, uh, which was now. actually a nice surprise because I didn't expect to test negative. Yeah, if I'm being honest, I thought it was gonna be like. I thought, and people have been telling me that you're gonna like possibly be testing positive for like. The next several months after you yeah. initially catch it mm-hmm. and so i was looking i was expecting that to happen you know like i don't know guys i feel fine but i still tested positive do you want to see me or not yeah and that's you know saying that aloud that sounds irresponsible but we took a test mm-hmm. and i was negative yeah yeah because i only had symptoms for like five days and then i stopped having symptoms and then i think like what was that exactly seven days after is when i tested negative mm-hmm it was the congestion, the congestion yeah. that stayed with me for the longest time, mm-hmm. and it wasn't bad. It was just annoying. It almost felt seasonal, like seasonal. Allergies. Yeah, and like I even took a like a Zyrtec or something. <laughs> <It just laughs> didn't have any effect whatsoever. It's like okay, this is something different. Yeah. Um, yeah, we're back. No more COVID. Are you are, are you back to work? Yeah. That sucks. <laughs> <laughs> No comment. No comment. <laughs> but yeah, I'm back at it, back on the grind. I'm like picking up double shifts, dude. I missed too much time and I just haven't been making any money. And this is a very crucial moment for me to be making money. And uh, to elaborate, now is January. I would like to be out of the house by June, my birthday. So I am taking steps to make the biggest move of my life. And that is... To go to California. Yeah. You know, in excess of a thousand miles from us, right? No. That's, it's below a thousand. It's like, eight, it's like a eight, great it's question. A 800 more or less miles away from where we currently are. It's about like, what, a 14 hour drive? It's, it's like 12. 14? 12 to 14, really? Yeah. It's like 12. Anyway, the biggest move of my <laughs> life. I need money to make that move happen. Yeah. And we're getting there. It's just like, you kind of, you know, you get kind of stressed out and we got like sudden expenses again to keep the car theme going on. Like I was watching one of our earlier episodes, I think it was episode <laughs> five, where I was talking about like my car breaking down or just some bullshit happening to it. And I was dropping like, I dropped almost a thousand dollars within two weeks, like two to three weeks uh, just on it. And now, of course, there was more to be done. And that's more money. Yeah. A lot more money. Damn, yeah. The only difference is, you know, I feel more comfortable about actually paying that. And I'm more able to actually pay that since I have a job that takes care of me. Mm-hmm. You know what's crazy? Because, like, I'm looking at cars right now. Cause I, don't, I don't think I told you, but I'm actually looking to buy a car. You told me about a truck. Yeah, I'm trying to look at a truck. I'm trying to get a hybrid. Save the earth, you know? And my wallet. <laughs> Save the earth and your wallet. I mean, yeah, electric cars. We're getting there. I don't yeah. think we're quite there yet. Yeah, no, in I terms agree. of uh, 
consumer economics. Yeah. But anyways, it's stressful, <laughs> man. It's stressful looking for a car. Especially right now in this current moment, 2022, with like the shortage of all these like computer parts. Yeah. You know, like modern cars nowadays, it feels like you're, you know, you're driving a computer. You're not driving a car anymore. Yeah. A computer on wheels. It feels that way. Mm-hmm. And semiconductors. There's a shortage of that all over the world. Mm-hmm. So because people can't buy new cars, they're looking at the used market. And so the used market is stupid. It's popping. It's, it's popping. It's blowing up. It's, yeah. I think the average price of a used car has bumped up 40% Damn. from what it's actually worth. Yeah. So, you know, you look at websites like Carvana, Craigslist, um, other <laughs> others, <laughs> Facebook Marketplace, etc., wherever people sell their cars. Yeah. And something that should be worth, I don't know, twenty thousand dollars they're selling it for 25 and yeah that's wild yeah this is not this is not fair like you know what that's just how the market works where there is demand and there is no supply you must charge more for the supply that you have because that's just just, that's business baby (laughs) (laughs) you know this you got an mba (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but yeah cars man it's hard you you, you need to like save up money and then your credit has to be good and then you find the car that you want i'm looking at a car as well mm-hmm. but i'm not i'm not being as smart as it with it as you are <laughs> just looking at, what, looking at whatever's affordable <laughs> i'm not looking at what's affordable bro <laughs> 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 I'm like crunching the numbers in my head. It's like okay, like for four the next four years, I can probably swing like a five hundred dollar payment. All optimistic and shit. Um, I've been spoiled, man. You know, I've been spoiled. Yeah. My first car. For those that don't know, if you're tuning in for the first time or if you just forgot, uh, was it? It was and is continues to be a 2005 BMW 330i. And it's a nice car. That's a nice car. That's a nice car for a first car, mm-hmm. for a senior in high school. Uh, quick. It's a quick car. It's fast. And it's got a great sound system. <laughs> Bro, you're just in love with this car, man. Dude, I grew up in this car. I have sentimental, a sentimental connection to yeah. this machine, bro. Yeah. Like, there's, <laughs> like the thought of selling it or losing it or having to like scrap it yeah. hurts me. Yeah. Like the brings me yeah pain. for for first car story did you ever name your first car bella 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 the beamer bella the beamer <laughs> damn you remember my first car yeah the <laughs> the, the honda civic that shit held me down no it was a it was a 97 honda accord that's right special value because the same year i was born oh. um but yeah like my mom drove that for like eight years and then when i could drive she just they just basically instead of me getting like a new car, they just gave me my mom's old car. My mom got like a new car, and that should that that held us down for a while. It did hold us down for a while. I'll yeah. never forget the very first day that I left campus. And it was with you. That was uh, I think it was the year before we got our off-campus privileges in high school, and uh, <laughs> we were in our photography class. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I remember now. <laughs> We were in photography class, and the yeah. teacher was out for the day, so we had a, a substitute. I was just kind of, you know, casually. <laughs> we just left. Casually holding down the fort. So, I mean, 
we had caught up on our work. There wasn't really a whole lot to do. It yeah. was a quiet moment. It was almost the end of the day. So we were just chilling in the dark room and just laughed. <laughs> and we went to go buy 50 cent ice cream cones, vanilla ice cream cones at the nearby Wendy's. Hell yeah. And I'll never forget that. That was a... Uh, what was high school for you? Pretty much the latter half. Upperclassman. But anyways, we'll see though. Because right now I'm driving even like an older car. I don't even know what year it is. But I'm driving this like super... You know what's funny? Because it's, it's the car we use on a short film that I'm finished editing right now. That will be out soon, hopefully. The big premiere. You know where. <laughs> <laughs> but... um. Yeah, it's standard, which is super cool. Driving standard. Have you ever? Do you know how to drive standard? I don't. Driving standard. It's I, a lot of people love driving standard because I could see why you feel connected to the vehicle. Like you have to sense it, feel the, especially the truck I'm driving. That standard it doesn't have like the RPE meter or the RPM meter, mm-hmm. and so you have to like literally feel when it's when it's time for you to shift gears. Um, but I don't know, man. I hate it. I feel. Like, I can't just drive. You know how people say, let's go on a drive, and you're just, like, cruising and listening to music? Yeah. Like, when you're driving standard, you actively have to be always thinking, moving. You can't, like, tune out and just drive. That's what people say, but, like, I've, I have friends that drive stick shifts, and they fucking zone out all the time. I can't do that, They're, man. like, blasting music. Some of them, in fact, yeah. They're just, like, you know, just doing it. Yeah. It's an automatic thing. It's muscle. <sighs> it seems like it's muscle memory, or not even that. No, it's like muscle it, memory. That as well, and just like hearing the car. Yeah, and yeah. And I guess yeah. like over time, when you get used to it, when you actually become experienced in driving stick, it becomes second nature, and you just because yeah, that's what yeah. they, that's what they were doing. Yeah, no, like, like how I, are you doing that? I, I do that, <laughs> but it's just like different, you know. It's too anxious, like anxiety inducing. I I don't want to. No thanks. It's not for me. Plus, yeah. also like, the idea of doing it in traffic. Yeah, like bumper to bumper traffic. Oh, that's horrible. There's no You're way. You're constantly having to shift from first. Yeah. There's just no way. And, you know, big up to the people that love their stick shifts. Yeah. Um, huge middle finger to the people that think they're superior for driving <laughs> stick shifts. <laughs> Actually, I I I want to I don't know. I want to drive stick shift on like a like a Beamer, like a nice car. Cause I'm driving like a pickup truck, so like, like it, it would be different than like a nice like sport vehicle, you know, to like really see how it is. I definitely don't know this information off the bat, but aren't like modern stick shift vehicles like they're not computer assisted? I have no idea, no idea. With like contemporary transmissions and just like the calculations that are made in the car, like there's got to be some sort of some sort of system that corrects human error, even if it's like really small. I, mean, I don't know. Bro. No, no, like, know. like for my truck, like if you mess up, like the car stalls and it just like turns off. There has to be. Yeah, there has to. Be. I don't know. That's a great question. I don't know. Someone we'll can, see. We'll can, see. Someone can chime in. <laughs> but I will say it's cool. Like you definitely learn a lot more about how a vehicle operates and like being one with a vehicle. You know. What did achieving not achieving? What did acquiring, <laughs> what did acquiring your first car? What did that do for you? As a person. Oh, like like in high school when I got my parents' car? Sure. Like mom's car? Well, just like the fact that you had a car now. I don't think we've ever actually talked about that. I don't know, just like that, freedom? That well, that's what everybody says. But like, what, yeah. did, what did it mean to you specifically? Like, what's your story? <laughs> <laughs> you know, my, I don't even remember. Honestly, it just came with a bunch of responsibility because I remember when I got my vehicle, 
Well, I didn't even get, my mom we passed it down. There we go. She, uh, I like got a bunch of duties where I had to take my, because <laughs> my cousins went to the same high school as I did, mm-hmm. and I had to give him a ride back to his house. So it just added a whole other level of like, oh, I'm not going to wait for you and give you a ride to your house. Yeah. And then drive home. Well, also just like the responsibility of like what driving means, you know, what it is. Yeah. And driving is. It's definitely scary. Perhaps, like I think it's perhaps the most dangerous thing yeah. that the everyday person does. Yeah. On a daily basis, the most dangerous thing. Yeah. And we don't think about it because if we do, that will probably create even more danger. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like like the casual like whenever you're driving, you just tune out and then you're like, you then like click back to reality. Yeah, and like where like, am I? Yeah. It's like if I fuck up, like did I just pass three red lights? Like did I? <laughs> am I following the law? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think the what my biggest um. One of my biggest concerns, or not concerns, it's it's an anxiety. One of my biggest like issues about like the idea of moving away to like a new place, a new city, is driving. I feel like I'm a good driver, mm-hmm. but I feel like that uh, like that that opinion of myself as a good driver is affected by the fact that I know all the streets oh, around the me streets, so well. Yeah. yeah. So it's just like I can do anything. Right. And I can quickly adapt, and I can right. react, and I can mm-hmm. I know where I'm going, and I know what to do. I feel like if I'm in a brand new place, I don't know any of the layouts. I don't know what is going to, yeah. you know, where am I going to turn on to. Does that make me a bad driver? Does that just make me anxious? <laughs> I think it gives you anxious. We, we have a friend that has a similar fear where he can't drive at night in places he's never been to before. Because hmm. he gets so anxious that he doesn't know what's coming because it's, like, dark. Yeah. Like, he, he, the only way he could drive at night is if he, like, knows the area. Mm-hmm. And if he doesn't, he's like, I don't want to drive. I feel that. I've driven in, I think the only new places that I've driven uh, was, was, yeah, it was Sacramento, Denver, and somewhat El Paso. Yeah. Because I didn't drive anywhere else that we've been to. Yeah. Like, I've. You you know but where even, it's even you know where it's super like, anxious to drive that I would not want to do it, but I kind of want to do it. Is places like Europe, like you ever seen like, even in uh in Paris like that in the Arctic the, I'm mean, I'm a mispronouncer Arctic Triumph, the Arc- the Arctic Triumph, yeah, the, the, <laughs> like the massive like roundabout that has no signal, no lines, just people get on the circle and they just yeah <laughs> make their way yeah that seems so anxious and also I remember when I was a. Uh, down in like the coast of Italy, like in the, where, where was it actually? It I know, it was in the south. Anyways, but Malfi, I think so. Yeah, but like the roads there are so scary, where they're like right next to the cliff, and like it's just a drop, and it's like a one lane. No, it's two lanes, so it's like super small. Is there a rail? There's no rail. You just go. <laughs> <laughs> like if someone messes up, like you're gone. You you're off the cliff, and it's over. <laughs> Like it's scary, <laughs> and then the other place I've driven, I've actually driven that's also like very anxious is Mexico. Mm, Mexico's like super. I've heard. I've heard from my dad like from trips that we've taken down there where instead of flying we drove, yeah, and just driving through the streets, and even on the highway, yeah, it's different, like a yeah. different feeling. Because the highways, like in some places, the highways aren't <clears throat> paved well, so it's like already bad, but. In some highways, like, it's only one lane, like, going each way. Mm-hmm. And so, like, you end up being behind, like, a like a semi-driver. And and when you have to pass them, you know, it's like the, you, like, dr- slowly, you know, drive to the left, peek over, don't see anything, and then, like, go for it. 
Like that gives me so much anxiety. <laughs> like the one ways, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I also want to go back to like what I said earlier. Austin. I also drove in Austin. Oh, when yeah. I visited our friend Ethan. Mm-hmm. Uh, like he was nice enough to let me borrow his car while he was working for the day. And I didn't want to go anywhere. Like I was trying to chill in the apartment as much as possible. I was like, I'll give you a ride and I'll go back. And I was like, shit, what am I gonna do for the next five hours? Yeah. <laughs> Because I didn't want to go out on the town. Yeah. And especially it not being my car. You yeah. know, I was just like, it's probably the best idea if I just... I, I like driving other people's cars. I've gotten used to it just because uh, in, like, the job that I do, you like, I'm, I always have to, like, drive rental cars around. Well, mm-hmm. I don't have to drive it a lot, but, like, when I was, like, a, uh, an assistant, I would drive a lot of, like, rental cars around, so I got used to it. Well, and mostly it's because... My history of vehicles has always been like, <laughs> I don't think I've driven anything like that's like personal that I've owned newer than 2005. Hmm. And so driving all these rental cars, like seeing what a new car feels like, like I've never had yeah. a vehicle where there's a, the little camera to reverse. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, yeah. Finally <laughs> driving something that has that, that has a backup camera. It's like, or better yet, a push to start. Ooh. <laughs> Remote start with a key. Oh, with like your phone. Yeah. No, that's that's another level right but there. But I was thinking about that because like I was driving on the highway, um, today actually. Yeah. Um, to come back here, and. Yeah, my my family has never owned a car. That's actually my grandma does now. That's more new. That's later than two thousand eight. Mhm. And. So everything that we've got, it feels like a little bit more mechanical, like yeah. heavy. There's like a like almost a. There's more feeling to it. Yeah. And then when I've like, when I've driven new cars. It's, so smooth. Yeah. And almost lightweight. Yeah. Or just like it has a very like airy feeling. Yeah. I think it's just like modern suspension and other just like. You know improvements over the years, yeah. but it it doesn't feel like as heavy as. Yeah, I know what you're saying. Yeah, you know I agree 100. percent And it's uh, I think it's also more insulated. Yeah. I don't know, man. There's that's, there's probably some. That's why we're trying to get new cars, right? <laughs> <laughs> I need a new car. I mean, if if I still had my trusty old, what was I driving? 2005 Volvo. I would still be driving that, but nope. Yeah. Well, you wanted to move on to um, a hybrid. You wanted to move on to a hybrid. And more specifically, a hybrid truck. Well, well, I need a truck for two reasons. One, because I like trucks, and two, <laughs> because I need the truck for like uh, just work, like carrying around like film equipment and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like you, you're always needing like pick stuff up and grab like a camera or like you know just stuff. So it's nice having a truck available. Um, but trucks weigh so much gas. Like they have like twenty three mile like miles per gallon. Well, yeah, a lot of them are V six, V eight. Yeah. And they're heavy, dude. Yeah. They're like 6,000 pounds. Uh, but with a hybrid. <laughs> oh, yeah. With a hybrid truck. They closed orders on the one that you're looking at. I know. I'm so sad. But, but like, it's like, might, it's like recent. My, need, my want for a hybrid is because I didn't even, I've, I like never even drove a hybrid or like really like had the craving to drive out a hybrid. Mm-hmm. Not until we like went on a recent road trip with like our roommate that owns a hybrid that I was in her hi- and I drove the hybrid and saw like how far we got. Cause we were going to LA, like how, how far we got to LA without needing to fill up the, the tank. Mm-hmm. And I was like, like once you it's see no, that, it's a no brainer. Once you see that's a no brainer. It's like, why am I wasting so much money on gas? Yeah. Just to, like 
Especially like out there where gas is almost twice as expensive. Yeah, as it, it was like five dollars, six dollars. Yeah, I don't know. I've been looking at that too, but I, I want my horsepower. <laughs> <laughs> no, I agree for sure, definitely. Because I, I I see the need for that too. You know, and like, you know, I'm just gonna go out and say I want another BMW. Well, yeah, well, I was about to say what what do you say is like your top two like dream cars, like realistic and like you, it could even be like non realistic. Fantasy. If we're talking fantasy, yeah. Uh, um, it would be a hypercar. It would. It would either be like a Koenigsegg or a Pagani. And that's absolute fantasy. If I ever pull up in one of those, it's over. <laughs> it's over. <laughs> I won't even leave. I'm just gonna just like chill. <laughs> just leave in the car all fucking day and night. It's like yes. What about realistic? Realistic dream car. Uh, still an M4. Still a Ooh, BMW M4. M4. Um, I love the look of the older models. I don't really like what they did recently. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can just see like that. the new design. It almost looks like a Mustang. Mm-hmm. It looks more like a Mustang than a BMW in yeah. my eyes, and that just doesn't fly with me. Like 2018, 2019, I think that was like the peak of the M appearance, mm-hmm. the M silhouette. It was so, so good looking. And I guess a tier above the M4 would be a Porsche 911 Turbo S. And that, that is perhaps the greatest sports car in the history of sports cars. Yeah. Mm. Damn. That's hard. They're very. <laughs> <laughs> I've, been, I've been looking at, I've been like custom, you know how you like go on yeah, the Yeah, you do like the, the custom build. <laughs> Dude, I do that all the time, man. I go do custom builds on, on like, the no, cars. Yeah, you go like the maker's websites. And then, like, build your own, or, you know, customize it. You know, build mm-hmm. your own Beamer. And I just, like, get the most bougie, the most boss, the most, like, completely fully loaded whatever. Yeah. And I was like, hmm. hmm. Like, seriously. <laughs> I like, can make this work, huh? Like, yeah, I'm really going to buy this. You're like, oh, like, would I rather have the leather or, like, the... Nah, I don't want the leather. No, I, don't want, <laughs> I don't want carbon fiber. Nah. Actually, like, carbon fiber is kind of cool. Like, like, oh, yeah, like, I'm really going to buy this car. Yeah. <laughs> it's a fucking $200,000 car. Yeah, one day, though. I'm, you know, would be somebody plus. If you subscribe now, you can, you can help us out. But, yeah, cars. Who knows? This became a car podcast all of a sudden. You got to do an yeah. episode. I mean, there's something that Frank Ocean said. <laughs> and I, kn- I know that you've, yeah, shout out Frank Ocean real quick. <laughs> and I know that you've, uh, you've definitely read this quote before. Okay. Where he talks about what like the significance of cars to him yeah and he talks a lot about cars like in his discography yeah and there was an interview where i can't remember the entire paragraph that he said and i'm definitely not going to be able to recite it verbatim he said something about like like i wondered like the likelihood that we'll die in a car or so much of our life is spent in a car kind of on the go moving yeah and it's just like these machines that take us like between place to place and between feeling to feeling, between experience to experience. And the car, or like the method of transportation, like the the thing that takes us through the, like the transition is on its own an experience. And like, yeah, we've spent a lot of time on, on wheels, bro. <laughs> and I, I used to think it was like such a, I still do, such a ther- therapeutic experience to get in your car and drive without any destination 
clear your head, play your favorite music or something that fits the vibe, yeah, like the mood that you're currently in, and work it out. And you just, you just go. <laughs> late at night. Either late at yeah, late at night at sunset. Empty roads. Something. Ooh. Yeah. No, I agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. Need something like that. Be somebody car releasing soon. Yeah. Oh, that's why we've been talking about this for so long. Yeah, because we had the car going on the way. Um, but like we said, you know, it's a collab with uh with Elon. Yeah. No, with Apple. No, because Apple's doing their. They're doing a car. They're doing their Apple car. What? The the iCar. Is that a thing? It will be after we work with it. (laughs) (laughs) I think it is. I heard a rumor, but you. I don't know. Yeah. I never really dive too deep. Have you have you seen like the Apple Glass, like the, the the Google Glasses? I haven't. Or no, that. What is it? Yeah, the Google Glasses actually. Mm-mm. All right, never mind. I, I've, <laughs> I just, seen, I no, I've, I've, I've seen I've seen I've seen Google Glass. Yeah. And I when that was the thing for like three months and then it disappeared because no one, it never caught on. Yeah. And I think of course like the minds over at Google are still trying to like figure out how to make it happen. Yeah. Uh, in terms of Apple Glass, no, I haven't seen that. No, never mind then. That could be cool, maybe. Maybe some prescription <laughs> head up display and augmented reality. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'll pass on that. How was your week? <laughs> um, my week. Well, it was mostly spent indoors because I was still like quarantining just to be safe because I stopped having symptoms last week when we recorded our episode. And this whole week was just no symptoms. I was fine, but. It's been fine. Like I started a a new film I'm working on. Yeah, I was working on working from home that first week, uh, and this next week's gonna be from home too. But then gonna be in the office after that. But yeah, I don't know. It's it's crazy. Just another film, man. It's I feel like it's become so uh, like I don't even know. Like it's part of my routine of like. I know. I'm, like, used to the industry now, you know? Well, what is that routine? Like, you work on a film for a while. You wrap up. You get paid. Do you go right away to another project? Or do you... Because I know, I know you yeah. before that you like to chill. Yeah, yeah. It's, that. um... Like, when you work for... Specifically what I do in, in film and, like... It's it's the production side of it. So, actually making the film. Opposed to, like... Developing the film. Like, as opposed to developing a film. So, yeah. Well, it's, no, that's what you're doing. You're developing a film as opposed to, like... No, no, I'm de- I'm producing a film opposed yeah. to developing a film because developing to me is more like finding the finding a script, then uh, getting yeah, yeah, yeah. actors yeah. attached okay. to it, and that then selling it to a production company, and then getting distribution for like countries and all that. Yeah. Um, but what I do is production, so very much like what we do is like, I guess the best way to put it to make it sound normal is like contract work. Really, mm-hmm. you get contracted to produce to produce a film. Yeah. And so. Yeah, I'm just like becoming more used to the things are are there's there's becoming less and less more news. You know what I mean? Like it's not like my first rodeo anymore. <laughs> like You're a whole cowboy. Uh, like uh, like, uh, <laughs> like I just started this film. It's like okay, a new one. All right. Like I have my own like mental checklist of like these are the things I have to do that we do in the beginning of every film, and you just kind of start going. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like okay, I know, I know what's next. I know what's next. When before I was kind of like learning a lot. You know? How long did that take to feel comfortable and competent? 
Um, I still don't feel comfortable with it, but I feel more comfortable. Um, I don't know. It took a, it took. I mean, it's been almost like two years now in the industry, but but I will say a lot of things that I did to get me where I'm at now was pushing me out of my comfort zone and like almost sometimes even biting off a bit more than I could chew. And that forced me to learn a lot quickly. Yeah. Because I was just like out there. Would you do it that way again? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Why? Just because. Um, I mean, you were so many motivated. Like you wanted to learn as much as possible. Yeah. Involved as much as possible. Just yeah, just for the reason like now I feel confident and like know what I'm doing. There's more than you do. Yeah. <laughs> than I did. I still don't. There's still so much to it, you know. Yeah. Well, it's also like a, an interesting effect because like the more that you learn, the more you learn how much you don't. Know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like there's just so much to learn, but but yeah, this one's it's gonna be a, a quick little film. Like we'll be done in like like in a month, I think. Does it feel as? Uh, I I don't like to use the word chaotic often. It doesn't feel as like a. This one doesn't feel chaotic. As an, a, another one, I just did felt very chaotic. I just don't think that's like such a positive word, you know, because like what you got, what you guys are doing is cool. Like, of course, sometimes there's crunches mm -hmm. and and stuff like that, but it's I would, uh, I would say not chaotic. I would say like <laughs> like uh, like fast paced. A lot of them sure. are fast paced, where things are moving so quickly and there's so many moving pieces, like boom, boom, boom. But this one feels like chill. Just with the producers I'm working with on this film, it's a lot more chill. Like, is everything or is are most things like lined up? and yeah just the way these producers work it's like different but the details like, are it makes out. it it makes it better mm -hmm. but i don't know i don't know we'll see but yeah i mean yeah they just spent the whole week mostly working on that and then i'm writing right now a short film that i'm really excited about mm -hmm. really excited about yeah. and and i'm hoping to shoot that the moment i finish working on this film the mo literally the moment we finish going straight to a week of pre-production and then hopefully shooting that next weekend and then editing it that following week and have it all ready by april 1st and then april 1st so within the next two months yeah basically my next three mm -hmm. months are, are planned out yeah oh yeah oh yeah more on that later <laughs> <laughs> um but we'll see we'll see you know one of the stories mm -hmm. yeah because i'm writing something else but if that's not in a place i feel comfortable sh like making it and the aspect that I feel like the story's fleshed out and it's well written, then I'm gonna go for the one that you know, because mm -hmm. that one's like kind of set in stone. But the other one is is what I'm really excited about. Yeah. What do you want to do with it? Make it. Well, <laughs> I, once you make it, let's Sh say you make it. Show it to people. What's nice? Okay. Well, if I like it, show it to people. Well, do you want to submit it to festivals? Yeah. I mean, if I like it, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because I think the story is very unique and very. What if everybody likes it and you don't? Uh, I'll still post it. <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. What if no one likes it and you do? Damn. <laughs> <laughs> well, fuck. If you're like, be somebody, I'll do me. Do me. Well, that's the whole thing about like, like, I don't know. It's just so, especially just after finishing watching like Sundance and seeing like different like the, the pieces are that matter that are authentic that you feel are the ones that are you could tell are a story that the director cared about and there's just it carries that weight of being authentic and real yeah and that's something you can't cheat you know 
Mm-mm. And you just feel it. So if I I feel comfortable that as long as I give everything of me into a piece that I make, like I'll be happy regardless, you know. I think from an actor's perspective that also benefits our work. Yeah. When you read a script and you can tell that there was effort and emotion and time it, it's it's so hard you say that and it's funny because i was just thinking about this yesterday as i was writing is um not that i like think uh, oh i wonder what they're gonna th- think of me when they read this but like as a writer you and i'm sure you like you know some of this like you like i feel it's just natural you you put a bit of yourself within the story oh yeah and the story I'm writing right now, some of it's not very pleasant, you know? Some characters are not pleasant, but everything... I feel like every character that I write, there's, like, some form a part of me, but I'm, it's not me, you know? I think e- even if the lead, the protagonist, I feel like the one I'm writing right now seems like if someone read it, that, that people that know me, like, our friends, would be like, this is totally you. But I'm like, no, it's not me, you know? Mm-hmm. I don't think I've ever written anything where I'm like, this is me in the story. <laughs> like as me i i yeah. wrote this from myself it's like it's like a part of, it's like yeah. a small part of me put in a situation that maybe might be based off of something i did but not 100 yeah. percent with very fictional situations i think even the most fantastic of stories have to be grounded in reality yeah and reality comes from you know the human condition yeah you know like what are you feeling it's like this emotion that you bring or like what are like aspects of yourself that you don't actively like demonstrate Mm -hmm. but that you still want to kind of explore or work through or yeah i don't know play with that sounds kind of funny but (laughs) yeah but (laughs) how can we do that like art gives us that space yeah i feel like specifically like film it's like a medium like no other where it's very like normal for these characters and like writing to be placed in like hyper realism situations where you know things like this wouldn't really happen on a like in real life you know it might be based but like you know like the parties in euphoria like it's not like it's like a very hyper realistic situation where stylized it it, it allows you to like explore whether it's your deepest desire like your deepest like fantasies of like a story well i mean like because what we're doing you know is it's entertainment yeah and entertainment we're trying to elevate reality yeah or else you know i might as well just like you know, turn the camera on and watch a time lapse of my day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or just like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Even vloggers that just like turn on the camera every single day, they do something that people want to be seen. Yeah. You know, they live something that people want. It, it's interesting to even to say that. Because I remember I was listening to a, a interview of Casey Neistat, like one of the biggest like vloggers. Of all time. Back, back, yeah, of all, of all time. And he was talking about how even on his, throughout his day, he was constantly recording and thinking about, okay, there's this beginning of the day which is like he was comparing it to a story is the beginning of the day like this is what happens leads me to here to the like even the way he was vlogging which is his real life he was still presenting it in a way that there's a narrative throughout the vlog throughout the story and that's why they were so successful yeah because it kept you kind of like it kept you in stitches yeah because you you had like a curiosity where's this gonna go because this just happened yeah so what's gonna happen because of this Mm -hmm. and that's what storytelling is like i understand storytelling but i can't I don't want to digress, but I can't write for like that reason because I think too hard about like a storyline. Yeah. I try to, I've always tried to keep like my, my writing and like other things that I've kind of made from a narrative, you know, like a narrative creation 
uh trying to make them like as real as possible like realism yeah but because of that it almost ends up being just like episodic mm-hmm. and there's no connection to anything <laughs> shit just happens <laughs> yeah no <laughs> but, i feel that but what were you talking about just like yes like how do we create this structure that you know yeah at the very foundation is entertaining mm-hmm. so and it doesn't feel like i mentioned this hyper realism reality where it's like oh but that wouldn't really happen in real life you know does it have to i feel like that w- oh it depends on what you're making yeah yeah, yeah but i feel like that's the whole reason like again what you talked about is people tune in to entertainment because it's this hyper realistic world that is entertaining mm-hmm. you know and i think that's where it bounces off as a writer for you to input your authentic you know self into the what you're writing to make it grounded yeah and i think that's what grounds pieces where it's like in this hyper realistic world like even the most like straight up dramas like this hyper realistic world but the writing is so well and the characters are so profound that you feel the authenticity carrying that you know well you feel like you're also kind of like a part of it yeah i feel like you see yourself within the characters exactly yeah or something you can relate to that they say or do exactly it's like that that element that brings you know the authentic self into this piece of work you know people pick up on that and if they can relate to something that happens something that's said or the way that someone feels that further pulls them into whatever it is that they're digesting and it creates just like a stronger sense of investment yeah and it could be like fucking space lasers you know the most famous of stories with space lasers and fucking aliens or just like a a war between you know creatures of fantasy that's obviously not going to happen in real life yeah but we still feel connected to it we still feel like there's something about this that speaks to me as a person yeah but anyways yeah i've been writing so (laughs) (laughs) but um yeah, I mean, that was really my whole week. Just mostly spent working and then writing and then yeah. working and writing. Yeah. And then I'm glad that I'm I'm good now because I went back to the gym, which I missed a lot. Like, the older I get, the more I realize, like, I need to be constantly, like, working towards my health, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, no, you're, I but, mean, it's, it's worth taking care of yourself, bro. Yeah, for sure. And it's definitely, I think it's easy to neglect being the age that we are, even though we feel like we're old. <laughs> like, you know. We wake up some days and just like, I'm definitely not a fucking teenager anymore. I'm not 20 or 21 anymore. And I can't handle quite the same amount of, you know, whatever we were doing. (laughs) (laughs) And just feeling like age, you know, even though I'm 23 years old and that just saying that is going to make people laugh. You're 24 years old. Every time you say you're Why why you got to bring that up, man? But every time you say that, it makes me laugh because it's just like. In the grand scheme of it, we're not old at all. But even then, as I was saying, we need to be taking care of ourselves before it's kind of too late. Yeah. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I I was telling this to my dad because he's been interested in getting back like into shape yeah. or just like kind of exceeding the shape that he's been in mm-hmm. and just like feeling good and ultimately, you know, looking good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Elephant in the room. <laughs> and I was telling him, like, I, I think, you know, because I've been motivated to get back at it. 
You know, I want to feel more athletic. I want to feel stronger. I want to feel with like I have more energy, and you know, just yeah. yeah. I, I and, feel like, but I was yeah. go ahead. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> I was telling him like I think everyone deserves to feel like that at least once in their life. Powerful, energetic, and physically capable of a lot. Yeah, and just like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I think, like, for me, the more that I, like, take care of my health, I, I see it's more of, like, not necessarily the habit of wanting to be healthy, but it's really more about a habit of keeping – it's more a skill of, of sharpening your skill of being consistent and doing something and, and sticking to your routine opposed to, like, the idea of, like, being healthy because – to me, when I think of like working now or like being healthy and like following the diet, it's it, to me just it's more of a how consistent are you in following a routine, mm-hmm. opposed to like doing the things, you know? Because if you're able to, and then this like if you're able to like master that, you can apply that to anything, whether it's again writing or writing every day or working out every day or you know, I'm, I don't know yeah. what other people do like I don't know play basketball, work on music. I have an extreme difficulty like sticking to routine and because I don't like give it the time to to sit to actually like fit in to my everyday existence yeah I feel like I pick up something and then it kind of clashes with everything else I've got planned and I don't organize it and manage it in the way that it should and then all of a sudden I skip out on it or I decide like uh, I'll do it. You yeah. know, you tomorrow. can't you can't skip out that one day because then it just falls. And then apart. it falls apart right away. Yeah. Or it's just like, ah, uh, you know, if I do it at this different time, then maybe I'll squeeze it in, and then that time rolls around and it doesn't work out. It's yeah. Like, uh, what, what what's the saying that says where it takes? I think that it's four weeks or thirty days for a habit to, no routine to turn into a habit, like mentally in terms of you as a person. A habit to turn into routine and a routine to turn into a lifestyle. Is that it? I have no like idea. The tears? But, but, but no, not the tears. It's just like the idea is like if you keep at something for 30 days, it becomes a habit. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Like if you're able and to I, make it activity, at least for four weeks. Yeah, activity, habit, lifestyle. Yeah. And so approaching that, you know, each tier takes time, dedication, determination, and above all, discipline. Yeah. And discipline is... I th- I believe to be an an ultimate skill. Yeah. Because that means even if you do not want to do it and everything, every part of you from your head to your toe, from inside to outside is telling you I don't want to do this. Yeah. You do it anyway. Yeah. Because it has importance. Mm-hmm. And it's you know, maybe greater yeah. than you. <laughs> it's hard though, but yeah. Oh yeah, extremely. Yeah, extremely. It's so easy to talk about it, but I do. I, I want to get back into it. I remember, uh, I felt very proud of myself for completing a thirty-day workout challenge. Hell yeah! <laughs> On YouTube, <laughs> I would tune in like every day, every day. Yeah. And I got it done. You know, it was like cardio, H double I T. Is that how you? I, I, I just say hit <laughs> like a hit workout Do people say hit yeah high intensity interval training i know what it stands for but no it's just <laughs> so people that are listening oh, so they right. know that's right high, in- uh, high intensity interval high training. intensity interval training 
um H double I T. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm not I'm not, I'm not a hit guy. Like I like list more. like weights and calisthenics and just yeah. and just doing it. And doing that every day. And there wasn't a rest day at all. It was like an active rest. That's what an active that's rest. What, that's what homie called it. An active rest. So like, you know, you would work on one part of your body one day. And then by working on another part of your body, you would allow that other part to rest. Yeah. <laughs> so like there was no rest day. Mm-hmm. You just kept going and worked a different part of your body. Yeah. And comparing the first day to the 30th day, while that is technically not a very long time to be active, consistently active. Yeah. Uh, there was still a difference. And I felt uh, like I had better condition. Yeah. You know, like I, no, I, can, I can actually do more of the workout. Yeah. If I were to go back to like the initial videos, like I could do more reps or I could just like be faster. Yeah. Yeah. And I looked better too. <laughs> we're going to keep it real. But, and then I just like stopped and then I'm like back to day zero. Yeah. You just got to keep going at it. That's why, that's why it has to become part of your lifestyle in the end. Mm-hmm. Whereas it's like, you don't feel off. You feel off if you don't do it. I wanted to boil it down to like, you know, work on body, work on brand, work on self, on mind. Damn. b podcast, body, self, mind. Body, brand, mind. <laughs> body, brand, mind. <laughs> and then do it all over. Damn. So I guess, you know, wake up, exercise, do the work that you got to do. It doesn't have to be a brand. Why did my voice just crack? I'm getting older. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> the older you get, the the higher pitch your voice gets. <laughs> and baby, and there's babies with some deep end voices, huh? Growing up in reverse. Um, yeah, what? Yeah, waking up. You know, working on yourself, like exercise, take care of your body. Yeah. Take care of whatever you got to do, mm-hmm. and then, you know, take care of your mind. Yeah. Read. I feel that. Do something. Uh, I need to start reading more, man. I feel like I've never been much of a reader. Get to, I think you would like audiobooks. Yeah. I, I listened to a couple of audiobooks like, back in, when I used to drive back and forth from Santa Fe to where we live now. Yeah. Like, just spend like an hour in the car and just listen to audiobooks. But that's, that's how I would get like school readings done sometimes. Yeah. Like, like I, I don't mind reading. I just like, for me, it's like, I'd rather watch a film than read a book. And it's like. Do you read screenplays? Yeah, I do. How does that compare to the? It's completely different reading a book. It's it's um, but even just like to watch the movie. Oh, of course it's gonna compare. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stupid ass. (laughs) Yeah, I I feel like I only read screenplays, which for those of you don't know, screenplays like the script of a film. Um, I usually read screenplays for films that I really like, so I already like know the film. I've seen the film a couple of times. If if it gets to the point where I'm reading the screenplay, so I already like I know. It's just like another way of, of viewing. It's like another arm of it to really like. Have understand. you read a screenplay before you saw the movie? Yeah, well, I mean, films of that. Not I work not, on now. Count, not counting that. Like, no, I have already been made. Any times I've ever screenplays, or it's only it's really been stuff I've seen. I think you should do that once. See how that That'd be a cool experience, yeah. But I mean, I, I I got a similar feeling for that, like for the films I've worked on, where I've read all the scripts before, because obviously, well, yeah. before you make the movie, you only have a script. Yeah, but then again, like you can kind of see how another director executes that vision. Yeah. From mm-hmm. it's like, oh, this is how I imagine it. This is how it came out. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's kind of cool. I agree with it. 
Um, but but yeah, I mean, talking about brands, we talked about the mentioned my latest collection. Yeah. Or what is it called? So as of the recording of this episode, which is not going to be the published date of this episode, but it's been out for more than twenty four hours, and uh, there I didn't have as much material as I wanted to have going into the announcement yeah. for it. I feel like I, you know, I'm doing. I'm doing good, but I'm not. I feel like there's part of me that just feels like I'm not doing enough. Like I'm not doing as much as I can be. Yeah, but th- that's a tricky line to go on because th- there's always a I could be doing more. Exactly. I always think I like that. I could be doing more. I don't want to go down that rabbit hole. Yeah, there's it's for sure a rabbit hole. I just feel like I'm like lazy or I'm not, you know, successful yeah. or I'm not like doing this right. Yeah. If I don't, here's a TikTok. Here's a reel. Here's a photo shoot. Yeah. Here's a blog talking about the collection. Here's a YouTube video. Here are more photos of the clothes. Here, oh, here's the art in all that mix. Yeah. Oh, here's uh, just like pushing something all of the time. I feel like if I was able to do this full time, then yeah. Yeah, that would be happening. Yeah. But right now, I'm feeling like a bit overwhelmed with everything that I have, to be honest. Like, you know, we have this podcast going on that I want to be able to dedicate the time to. I've got a full-time job. I have that on the side. And I'm trying to find the time to, like, squeeze, uh, oh, do I have time to do a photo shoot this week? No. Yeah. That takes, you know, preparation. And I don't want to do anything half-assed. And which kind of, I don't know. Is it better to do something half-assed and none at all? It depends. I think it depends. Because I think sometimes you have to do some stuff like half-assed. Just like the situation you're in. In order to like survive or get by. But could something be done half... Is that even like... That's probably going beyond the meaning of half-assed if we're actually doing it for a reason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree with that. I don't think the word half-assed is the correct word. Because to me, like half-assed is like... When you have the time to yeah. do it, but you decide to do it sloppy, yep. opposed to when you're like super swamped and busy, mm-hmm. and this is all you can really make because you have no other time yeah. to give it, but you yeah. want to give it so much more. I mean, that's how, that's how I feel. I feel like yeah. I have ideas for how I would like to execute these things, but I don't have, I feel like I don't have the time. And when I've tried to give it the time, I feel like I'm taking away time from other things that I have to be doing. And then yeah. I get just like kind of, you know, drained. And um, bringing up Virgil Abloh, rest in peace. He was everywhere, doing like everything. He's a DJ. He's yeah. an, a creative director. Mm-hmm. He was. Um, he owned his own brand. Yeah. Of, God, what else? Was, he was an artist. Yeah. What else was he doing? Yeah. A lot. <laughs> that was just like, but there's so much that is within those yeah, yeah. individual sectors. Mm-hmm. It's just like he was. It seemed like he was doing all of it all at once at the same time. Yeah. And I was like, like damn, like the man seems superhuman. Of course, there are teams of people all behind yeah. like everything that he's doing, but the very fact that it, it's happening in the first place kind of starts with him. Yeah. And just always doing that. Like, here's a show. Here's a a new collection. Here's a DJ set. Yeah, no, it's inspiring and motivating. It's crazy thing someone like that could do so much. It just seemed like, are you the most busy man on the planet? Do you even sleep? Yeah, 
and like oh look here he is at a concert oh look like how do you have time for this shit and I think of course, just, I, I don't I, I don't know the nitty gritty I'm just I, kinda, like, I, I talking think, about it from an outside perspective I think it comes down to me the biggest like asset or thing that values into all that is doing something that you care about and you're passionate about totally then it's all worth it I guarantee you if, if you could have asked him that question it would have been oh it's because I love to do it mm-hmm. yeah probably I wish I could ask him that question damn R.I.P. but anyway the feeling about like a new collection coming out a lot more uh, god I felt like really tense immediately afterward mm-hmm. And I was trying very hard. I had to be um, just like extremely conscious about the fact that I can't be comparing myself to the brands that I follow yeah. or to even just like some of the smaller brands that are larger than mine, but still small nonetheless, that get sales and attention and their new stuff sells out within like half an hour. Yeah. And here I am thinking like, you know, I just dropped this. Is anyone going to, you know, like it? Yeah. Uh, will it be received well? Will it be, will it be received at all? Yeah. Um, you know, and just like, like, ugh, like, uh, <laughs> feeling, feeling like that the whole day that, yeah. like, I just dropped it. But, you know, definitely the support from, from friends whether that, or and family and from just, like, people that are checking it out, even total, yeah, total strangers the words and their wallets <laughs> when that was both happening yeah those those two just mean so much to me just like the very fact just like even mm-hmm. if you didn't buy a t-shirt i still said this is dope this looks really good mm-hmm. like i'm proud of you like you put a lot of work into this like the acknowledgement yes sir that's dope if you buy something yes sir that's dope <laughs> <laughs> no it's dope man i really like the new collection a lot i think it's super sick i think um yeah, we were just talking about it before we started recording, but what we're gonna we're gonna like do some stuff for it. Yeah, yeah, I'm excited to do that stuff. Got some ideas, you know, yeah, pictures and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll do link you, all that. Do Do you think like cause is it gonna get to a point where like you're slowly adding collections to like your store, while you like you'll have all of them like live, or do you think as more come like the older collections are gonna disappear? as more come, the older collections are going to disappear mm. because I would also like to just create some kind of like rarity. Yeah. Like, though, Oh, that was like the, like at one the point, like this was the first collection. Yeah. Are you going to do like fall 20, 20, eventually spring? To- eventually. Yeah. I feel like once I have a bigger following and it's more consistent and I can actually just like maybe once there's more of a steady stream of revenue Yeah. and I can dedicate more resources to, uh, this entire thing then yes there will be uh, seasonal collections yeah and I have so many ideas of like outerwear I even have like a shoe idea Ooh. I've got I've just you know just like yeah t-shirts long sleeves just yeah. like coats sweaters yeah, yeah just like things in mind that can't be produced because yeah. I just don't have what it takes to produce them mm-hmm. at this exact moment but they're there and I really hope that y'all can see that within the next year or two it'll almost be a year since I started this yeah and that the first year I think it's a, that's a big milestone for me because this shit is hard and more than that this shit is expensive so 
uh i think uh that's unfortunately why a lot of great ideas phase out yeah you know it's just they got they got to be too much in one way or another either too much money or too much time or you know maybe it just didn't matter as much as they thought that that it mattered yeah and uh i really don't want to end up in that position but if i do i guess i'll try to start again with something else i don't think you will man I don't think I will either. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully Hell not. yeah. So check out the new Hopefully. collection. Check now live. Yeah, that's right. Lemon Alalo. I'm wearing a t-shirt right now. You can't really see it because it's a, like a minimal logo. Yeah. Um, it's also behind the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> All right. This is the Be Somebody podcast. Be Somebody podcast. Are you good with that? Like, is it? Yeah, that was a good episode. That's right. This is the <laughs> Be Somebody podcast. My name is Amadeo. My name is Enrique. Thank you so much for tuning in. And until next time.